Welcome to the first episode of the Growth Lab. Uh, we have our first guest here, Alex Kremer. Thank you for joining us. Of course, man. I'm pumped to be here. Yeah. So let me let me introduce uh, Alex to you guys before I uh, before I kind of hand it off and he can have a more elaborate introduction. Alex and I are good friends. We've known each other for what Alex maybe five years at this point. It's it's. Yeah, uh, yeah, four or five years. Four, yeah, four or five years. So Alex right now works at uh, Outreach as an enterprise sales manager. Um, he's worked at uh, Microsoft in the past, also DocuSign. Uh, so he's really come up the ranks from working in corporate uh, settings, and now he's worked working at a startup. Uh, started off as an account executive, and now he's a enterprise sales manager. He also hosts. Uh, a podcast called the Outreach Sales Enablement Podcast. Uh, and most importantly, what I love about Alex is he is a fellow personal growth enthusiast. He loves to grow. He's, uh, he's always looking to better himself and become the best version of himself. Um, so that's, that's my quick intro, Alex. But, you know, if you want to elab- elaborate on that a little bit and, uh, you know, kind of share yeah. your journey. You know, it's, it's always so funny when someone asks, like, hey, introduce yourself. It's always like, okay, well, where the heck am I actually supposed to start? <laughs> um, but it's, uh, it's good, man. It's really cool to be on this, on this show, and I, it's, uh, it's an honor to be here. So a uh, little background me. I grew up down in San Diego. Uh, I've done stints in, San Diego, or in uh, Seattle and San Francisco. I'm actually moving to New York pretty soon here, too, to help to lead the sales team at Outreach. Um, you know, in addition to being a student of the game of, of sales and, and leadership sort of thing, just like Tage, you know, line, for me, it, it's really important to uh, tap into that version of yourself that you want to become. Uh, it started probably about four years ago, right about the time, Tage, when, when you and I met, when um, I got first opened up to kind of like meditation and personal growth and finding what your North star is. And really, you know, for me becoming the truest version of yourself, because there's a certain feeling, at least this has been my experience, my path of trying to align to meet the needs and perspectives of what everybody else wants you to be versus you saying, well, what is the version that I know is my true self? Right. And just like kind of as opposed to pushing it more like settling back into it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as, as I was talking to somebody about this the other day, I was like, yeah, I'm about to go on to this, this next path, move out to New York, uh, you know, enter this new job, lead this whole team. Oh, it's, it's sometimes it's really hard to up level and to grow. And they kind of hit me like square in the forehead. They're like, you know, Alex, that's, that's interesting that you say that. What if I challenged you and said, uh, that next step, it's actually easy for you. What if it was easy that as opposed to uh, having to really work hard to become the next version of yourself, what if it was easy just to settle back and to allow yourself to be who you really are and own your true gifts and also own the parts of you that represent a certain amount of scarcity or anxiety and just like let yourself be with that mm-hmm. um, and so it's it's cool just like you know obviously i'm here in encinitas right now you're here in encinitas it's, it's very serendipitous of that uh but that's kind of like the journey that i'm on right now and 
I would love to say that I have everything figured out, but for me, it's very much that I am at the very beginning of the beginning yeah. of uh, what is to come with my life journey, I guess you'd say. Yeah, man. Thank, thank you for sharing. I was, as you were talking, I was actually remembering the first time we met, uh, which, which was part of uh, Mastermind in, in San Francisco. Um, and I can remember that version of Alex <clears throat> to this version of Alex and how much you've evolved and how much you've changed for the better. Um, but that was a special version as well, right? And as I think back to that point, which was maybe three years ago, right, Alex? Was it about, yeah. about three years ago? So if you were to go back to that time, remember that, Alex, and then the different versions that have come online since, kind of walk us through that, to the Alex three years ago, to the Alex today. Yeah, yeah, it's a good question. So. Three years ago or so, I was living in San Francisco. I was working as an account executive at Microsoft, uh, and I was doing extremely well. Like I was at the top of my game, or at least the top of my team, great results, getting accolades, getting promoted, all that sort of stuff. Um, and on paper, people were like, oh, Alex is crushing. But on the inside, I was like, what am I doing wrong? what am I missing here? Because I'm getting great results in my job, but there's a huge sense of unfulfillment of just not liking this. And, you know, at that time I was, you know, my early to mid twenties, I was trying to discover myself. And I was also trying to discover that and maybe not the best methods <laughs> one could say. Uh, that was not super aligned. And, um, you know, it's, it's funny because uh, I grew up with uh, my father. He's one of my, my biggest mentors of my life. Uh, he was actually a motivational speaker. Mm. And one of the things he would always talk about, he said, if anybody ever asks how you are, you always say, I'm doing awesome. Mm. Because there's two <laughs> things that happen with that. If you say, I'm doing awesome, number one, that person he, hears that and they start saying like, huh this person's doing awesome. That kind of makes me feel like I'm doing awesome as well. Right. <laughs> it, it's good to give that positive energy. Yeah. And in a way, if you hear yourself say that it goes into your ear, into your brain, and you start to brainwash yourself into thinking that you are doing awesome, which it can work at times. And that's a short term gain though. But the problem with that is, is that those little pieces of you that is like, Hmm, yeah, but what about this anxiety that I feel? What about this stress? What about this, like, I don't think I'm doing too well. You might push that deep down, but guess what? That's still there. Yeah. <laughs> and it's going to come out eventually. And it's going to probably come out in not the most, let's call it healthy ways. And, you know, for me, as someone who prided myself on being so positive at the time, I hit like February of 2017. Um, and I remember waking up and I was like, I am fully depressed. Mm. You know, for someone who loved people and loved getting out, loved meeting people, I was like, I don't want to work. I don't want to meet people. I don't want to work out. I, I don't want to do anything. And it hit me that there's this huge part of me that I had never like welcomed or embraced mm. or just loved <laughs> in a way. And that was what I really, uh, right about the time when I met you and, and met that mastermind group, uh, it was very just serendipitous timing that uh, that was when I started really diving into self-help books mm -hmm. and really started to say, oh, what is this whole thing called meditation? Mm -hmm. And I started journaling 
like every day, multiple times a day, because there's so much thoughts and things that you have in your head that you, when you start to write them down, you're like, oh, that's how I feel. Mm -hmm. At least that was my experience with it. And, you know, it, it was such a great experience of just going through that and finally allowing myself to feel sad. You know, such a, like a feeling I kept on me like, I don't want to feel sad. Let's stay away from it. But finally I was like, screw it. What's up, sadness? Let's talk. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I probably was like that for about three to four months. And I don't know where the switch was, to be honest. And this is such a, a nuanced thing. At like, and that started in February, and at like May timeframe, I came out of it like fully in the flow, which is so weird because it's, it's a black and white experience of what I was feeling but I was just, you know, I was not only giving and, uh, you know, like just giving such great energy that I was attracting such great energy as well because of that, right? That's the definition of abundance. You give so much that you attract even more in return. And, you know, I started like meeting people that was just so aligned with who I was and, you know, just kept on pulling this thread. And I remember, uh, you know, you and I, we went to Guatemala as part of this mastermind. Uh, sort of thing. And I just had such incredible visions there. And a few things happened there. Number one, I committed to meditating for 365 days in a row, which I did, which was badass experience. Um, number two, uh, I remember having this vision of seeing, this is sounds so weird, of seeing Dave Matthews at the gorge one time, <laughs> at the gorge in Washington, and, and watching him play the guitar in front of thousands of people. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be necessarily jamming on a guitar. I don't know how to play a guitar, but I eventually want to be on that stage speaking to thousands of people. Right. And it was my first time of being like, wow, that's a vision that I just had very clearly that that's a path I want to go to. Um, and my third one was I decided that I needed to move back to Seattle where uh, my mom and a few of my sisters were uh, and actually leave Microsoft and start new. And there's just something in my soul that felt like I needed to do that. Like kind of just like settle in my soul. And then I ended up doing that. Um, and I was trying to think, uh, you know, what is that next step that I do? And um, I ended up coming up with like a, a different kind of framework about it. And, and I'll, I'll this will be the last thing I say, because I'm going really far into my journey right here. But I remember I kept thinking like, you know, what is that next thing I'm going to do? Like, what is it? What is it? What is it? And I kept on hitting my head on the ceiling of what is it? Because I didn't know. And so I chose, say, okay, obviously this isn't working. What if I switched it to, okay, how do I want to feel at the next thing that I do? How do I want to just like embrace that? And I ended up coming up with three main things. It was, I wanted to be extremely challenged. I wanted an opportunity to be a leader, right? Whether it was my job title or whether it was just be a leader on a team. And the third thing was, I really wanted to be a part of a team, a family, something that I was like, this gives me purpose and I can get behind this and it makes me feel part of something greater than myself. And, you know, that, led me to just really being one with what were those things. And I ended up finding this company called Outreach and joining as an account executive and eventually moving up to, to sales leadership. And um, yeah, just got really clear on 
kind of what my why was, what my vision was for myself, and also what were the things that were important to me, like the house, like how did I want to feel, what were those things that were important to me, and uh, lo and behold, it's uh, been a fun journey over the past two and a half years of pulling that thread, and now I'm here talking to you, Tash. <laughs> <laughs> Look where you've come. <laughs> yeah, exactly. no, no, that's amazing, man. I, I really appreciate you kind of walking through that because I do remember that time in Guatemala. And it was, it was so interesting because uh, it, it almost felt like a pivot point for both of us. Right? We were both, you know, uh, exploring the next step. And we we're both, you know, uh, we're working at corporate companies and from outside looking in, we had perfect lives, right? Everyone was like, you're working at Microsoft and I was at Gartner at the time. I still am, but at the time it was, it was you know, I, was, I had felt something similar to what you mentioned, right? A, a level of emptiness inside because I was just doing things for, for external gain, not internal gain. Um, so as you're walking through that, man, I, I really appreciate it because I can only imagine how many people relate to that, right? And, and they don't get the opportunity to reflect uh, to say, you know, is there a deeper path for me or is there something that I'm not looking at? Because you mentioned a few things, right? Where internally, when you were, when you were looking, there was a level of sadness and emptiness, but you're avoiding it for the longest time. And how many of us do that, right? We'll start go out on the weekends or, you know, we'll just wait till Friday comes along and, 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 and that's it, right? You know, and Friday comes along and number ourselves and then do it all over again, right? And not, right. not really look at that sadness or emptiness. Um, so it's, 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 you know, I think a lot of what you're sharing is so reflective of so many people's journey. So I really appreciate you, you sharing that. Now let's, let's go back to the time in Guatemala, because I, I feel like that was such a pivot point for us, right? Yeah. Because what I admit, both of us, you, yeah. you, you got a crazy journey right after Guatemala as well. Mine's almost like <laughs> shadow of what your crazy journey was after that. Yeah. I, I ended up, you know, taking a trip for a whole year. I, I just sold everything. I, I, I mean, I think we both had our own version of our hero's journey, right? Where it was like, we felt like, felt like shit <laughs> said, what yeah. do we do what do we do now uh and, yeah. and and we both took the best path forward and i i personally went off on a trip to europe and asia and did a lot of traveling spent a lot of time in, in meditation centers and, and all of that um but that was really good for me and, and you mentioned you did the 365 days of meditation uh mm -hmm. and i i remember you did a a meditation retreat as well right after guatemala yeah. right so so tell yeah. tell us a little bit about that you know what was the meditation retreat like and also the 365 days of meditation because I can only imagine the compound effect of that of doing something mm -hmm. for so long so talk to both of those things right yeah. the retreat after Guatemala and also the the prolonged meditation yeah well so I chose I committed I remember in front of you know 50 people or so that I was going to meditate for 365 days in a year and there's a really powerful um, you know, feeling that comes from getting in front of a bunch of people and saying, I am going to do this. It's kind of holding yourself accountable in a way to, mm -hmm. you don't want to, you know, not do that now that people are going to hopefully ask you if you did it. And, you know, before I started, um, before I went on that meditation retreat, there's probably four months before I did, uh, it was really interesting to see. And it probably took me about a month and a month and a half to really settle down into, whoa, there's something here to this meditation. Because so often you get stuck all up in your head 
that at least for me personally, meditation has allowed me to just like lower like where my senses are into my body and to like tap in and say like, oh, my chest is tight. Whoa, my gut is feeling a little bit mm, anxious right now. And not to judge that, but to simply say, huh, that's interesting. <laughs> sort yeah. of thing yeah. you know just like just acknowledge it that's the first step of all of it and it got to the point where if for whatever reason I missed I, I would meditate in the morning I would shower and then I'd meditate and for whatever reason I had a busy morning and I, and I would miss the morning it would get to be like 11 o'clock or so and I remember feeling like oh man I'm feeling just like what is oh I didn't meditate today you know just like <laughs> my body actually started to not just get comfortable with it, but also to start to crave it. Mm. It was a really crazy thing. And you start to become way more aware of how I was feeling. Like, as opposed to feeling all of a sudden super stressed and you're just like, you know, succumbing to the feeling of stress. You're like, oh my God. You're like, you kind of catch yourself like, whoa my diaphragm isn't breathing all the way in and all the way out. Mm, whoa. Well, okay. Let's take a quick, let's breathe for a second here. So you just become way more aware as opposed to all of a sudden you're in the deep end drowning from it. And, you know, I ended up going to that meditation retreat. It was called Dharma Ocean. Uh, and it was eight days. And I actually didn't know until I got there that it was a silent meditation retreat, which was really interesting but I'm so thankful for it was. And I remember being like, did everybody else here know this is a silent meditation retreat? And the people were like, yeah. I was like, oh, I guess I did not do my research. <laughs> um, but I mean, that, you know, was, was crazy. I mean, you're literally sitting down and you're meditating for eight to 10 hours a day. You know, it's morning, you have breakfast and, you know, you're with about 75 to 100 other people. Uh, and you were in Crestone, Colorado, this like, beautiful expansive area where the stars are shining so bright and there's a lot of history of the land with Native Americans and so it's, it's a really there's an energy field there that is unlike others and for me personally this sounds super hokey pokey in a way but uh, I hadn't cried in like three and a half years <laughs> yeah like I remember at that point I was like man I feel like I got like some gunk in here that I need to get out I don't know what it is but it feels like I should cry or sob or something just to get this shit out of my system and so I actually went in to the meditation retreat with the goal of like I hope I cry in some sort of time here and it took me about uh four or five days until uh, I remember us being on uh doing a meditation with the with the instructor just saying like hey imagine somebody in front of you that you're really trying to forgive uh, or you feel like well, love, you'd love to forgive you. Um, and I was struggling with the past relationship that I had uh, for quite a while. And finally, this happened where like, I felt just like this, this emotion come over me. And it was, it was such incredible experience because like, I didn't want to sob because there was, you know, a hundred other people meditating this whole thing. But I remember I like kind of held it together. And then right when it ended, I went outside and I went down this, this path in this woods. And I, I just really like, I let it loose. And as I'm like crying, I'm like laughing at the same cause. I'm like, this feels incredible. I'm finally able to have these emotions. And I remember as I'm doing that, I remember looking up and I see 
uh, three fawn, like baby deer, and the mom just staring at me. It was so crazy. And I remember, like, I just had this feeling of just, like, a, an encounter with God, of God saying, like, hey, Alex, so proud of you, and just know, I got you. Like, it's going to be okay. Just trust. And it was just, like, this feeling of incredibleness that came over me. And I remember, you know, we went back, we did meditation. That night, I remember walking back uh, the path. It was just black, at, you know, dark out. And um, all of a sudden, I just kind of stop on this path. I'm like, you know, I should look up. Like, these stars are just incredible. And I look up, and I remember seeing the biggest shooting star I have ever seen in my entire life go from one side of the sky to the other. And... I just, I looked around like, did anybody see that? And nobody's around me. And I was like, oh my God, that was incredible. I guess I get to make a wish, right? You see shooting star, you make a wish. And uh, it was in that moment that I, you know, the, the past, uh, you know, the girlfriend that I had been trying to get over for so long, uh, I finally said, I wish her well on her journey. Like that was my wish. I felt like I was holding a balloon <laughs> like this. <laughs> and literally God came and just like took scissors and just cut it. And I watched the balloon float up. And it was like in that moment that literally began the ability for me, like I had finally like grieved and allowed myself to grieve. And now got cleaned my soul, my garden to now move forward. And I got back from then. I got that back down uh, on Sunday and I started at my new job at Outreach on Monday. (laughs) So there wasn't too much time to like reintegrate into the world. But I remember just coming back, just like oozing, just like pure, like I'm levitating places. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I mean, the, the, the biggest thing that that whole trip taught me was how important it is to listen to your body because your body tells you so much. And for me, my, my stress, anxiety, my sadness, it, I held it a lot in my sternum, mm. like right below my heart. Mm. Um, and just to really breathe into that and breathe out of that, breathe in and breathe out. And that finally allowed stuff to flow freely through me. Mm. Um, and yeah, like I said, that honestly, I got that back that Monday and that was the next stage of my life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I grew and developed a ton. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful, man. Like, you know, people don't realize the, the benefits of just being quiet with yourself, right? It seems, especially when you're new to it, and you mentioned, right, when you first started to, to meditate, and it was like, what is this, right? You hear about the apps, and it's like, you know, you don't really see the benefits until you go in and, and go in and do it. And the commitment like yours of, of 365 days of doing it, and also, go into a retreat that you didn't know was a silent retreat and then you found out later. But I, I think you, know, you look back at that, that, that was such a, a pivot point in your life, right? Because you were able to reflect at the things that needed to get cleared up. And then once mm-hmm. they did, you know, you were able to start at outreach and, and really start the next phase of your journey. And that's where I want to go now, right? Because you think about the benefits of meditation to yourself. Now, when you started working at outreach, how did that integrate to outreach, right? Because you started off as an account executive at a startup coming from Microsoft, right? So, you know, being in that clear space, how did it set you up for success to be, you know, successful outreach and get to the position that you're in today? Yeah. Yeah. It's a great question. Um, It's a really great question. So for me, a couple of things happened there. 
number one, I went in with the game with the idea, remember, of I want to be super challenged. And when I got to outreach, I I, I kind of like took that one step further of saying, I don't want to be a sales rep. I want to be a sales professional. And what does that mean? And you know, that in my opinion was, I want to be an incredible person uh, in terms of how I do discovery and understand what are we really trying to solve here uh, in terms of how I demo our product, in terms of how I propose, how I negotiate, how I navigate an organization. Like really, just as an accountant is an accountant, a doctor is a doctor, an engineer is an engineer, I wanted to be a sales professional. Um, and that really forced me to be a student of the game. And I remember having a conversation with one of my mentors one time. I was like, hey, you know, I feel like I do a great job of, you know, doing all these different things of, you know, discovery, presenting, demoing, but like, I want to become a good closer. I want to close strong. And it was a guy named Ben, who you know, Ben. Uh, and he was like, okay, that's awesome. Like, let's, let's talk about that. You know, he's like, tell me, why do you want to be a good closer? Like, let's imagine you are a good closer. How do you feel like that would change how you show up to work in the office? If you are an incredible closer, how would you change how you show up to customer calls? What about if you were a great closer? How do you feel like that would change how you show up more outside of work in your personal life? And he asked me these really powerful questions and I started just like, like really pulling this thread of creating this vision for me. I was like, damn, like the more I talked, the more I was like, I really want to be a good closer now because that <laughs> person of Alex Bremer is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you know? like he tapped yeah. me to that vision, that why. And once that why was so strong, I was like, dude, I really want to be a closer now. He's like, cool. Execution is easy now. And you know how to do that. You become a student of the game. You read more books on how to be a better seller. You find mentors who you view as who are great closers and you put time on the calendar often, right? You listen to calls of yourself. It's just like that, the execution of becoming a better closer, that shit was easy. But the why, like the vision for myself that like creates that fire, so to speak, that drives your actions, that's the part that needs to be really strong. And that really helped me elevate my game quite a bit. And I knew for me, like I said, that, that second tier was I really wanted to be a leader. And for me, I knew that I needed to first perform as a, uh, you know, an individual contributor. But I also knew that I wanted to start getting that experience of what does it mean to mentor and to teach. Uh, and I actually asked uh, four of our younger sales reps, so, so sales development reps who had, you know, pretty much are, are recent college graduates for the most part. Um, I put time on the account. I was like, hey, listen, I know you eventually want to become an account executive. Um, and I actually want to move into leadership. I would love if we could both use this opportunity to both gain value from a mentorship. Like I asked if I could mentor people. Mm -hmm. And that taught me so much. Well, so first off, it showed intentionality, which was great for leadership to see like, oh, he's really, you know, wanting to do this. Mm -hmm. But like the questions that they ask you and like how you need to prepare and show up. I remember going over um, our initial meeting deck, like how we hold that with, with clients. And I was talking to this one guy, Devin, one time. He was like, you know, I got done explaining it. He's like, wow, Alex, you know, I never knew how much psychology was like built into our, how we do our initial meeting. 
And I was like, you know, Devin, neither did I. <laughs> Until I just forced myself to explain it to you. And it was yeah. a great lesson to me that, you know, when you're forced to teach something, that's when you can start to become a master of it. Mm-hmm. As opposed to just doing it, but to teach it to somebody else really elevates your game quite a bit. Um, and that, you know, I just continued to do that in a myriad of ways. And I remember this, you know, after about a year of being there, this new teams are opening up and I wanted to move into that management role. And I put time on about nine people's calendars, uh, who I think would be part of the selecting who was in that management role. And I framed each one of those conversations and saying, Hey, listen, I would be happy to sell you on why I should be a manager here. Happy to do that. But before I go into selling you on why I should do that, I would love to understand from you what is important to you and to you specifically for someone who actually steps into that role. Right, and it just completely, it's just like a sales call, right? It completely changes the conversation. Before I can sell you something or pitch you something, I first need to understand what are you looking for or what problem are you trying to solve for? Mm -hmm. And I got, you know, tons of feedback from people saying like, listen, Alex, you literally created your own interview process for that. Mm -hmm. And a couple of people told me they're like, hey, when I have reps now on my team who want to say they move, move into management, I tell them your story about how you moved into management and how you went about it. You mentoring people and you putting time on people's calendar to understand what's important to them for someone who moves into a leadership role. Mm. Um, I just pull that thread. And now I've led, you know, four different teams now at outreach. I've moved up from SMB to corporate. Now I'm leading our enterprise team and just got asked to open up and build out our New York office uh, uh, from, you know, to who knows how many reps here in the next couple of years. So yeah. Yeah. I love that. I, thank you for sharing that, man. Cause like, as, as you were talking, it was almost a, you know, I was kind of mapping out the hero's journey that you've been on. Right. So initially it was identifying the problem of feeling empty and feeling a level of sadness, right. That was the initial, like, Hey, there's something to work at, right. <laughs> Outside of being numb. And then you identified that. And then, you know, through being in the mastermind through, you know, going to Guatemala through, you know, 365 days of meditation, through you know going to that silent retreat you were able to clear and identify the areas that needed to be fixed right so that allowed you the the reflection that you needed and once you did that you really started at outreach and that was the a new phase in your journey and you were able to connect with your why there right and you wanted to be a better sales professional that was the next step right so as you stepped into that that next phase really and then once you were there you were so clear that you were able to really mold yourself into what you wanted to become and that's where leadership started to come in and I, and I love that right because it's first working on yourself and then sharing that with other people right so you're really it's really the full spectrum coming all the way around now you're doing that with other people you're, you're sharing with them you know how they can better themselves and, and that's where I want to go now is when you think about the people you've led right and, and you were talking about the leadership and having mentees you know, what's your way of, of bringing them up, right? Or, or showing them to be better sales professionals. What are some of the things that you embed in them, especially someone coming from college or, you know, someone new to sales? What, what are some of the things that you embed in values and, and how you go about doing that? Mm. Uh, first off, great reflection right there. Totally on board with that. Um, and how you said it, I'm like, wow, that sounded better how you said it than I said it. <laughs> <laughs> 
But I mean, for me, they're, they're, I have like a, a, a rule of three thing whenever I start thinking about like, what's the lens through which I look through things. For whatever reason, I always fall back on like the three pillars. There's always three different types of pillars with which I look at things. I love that. <laughs> and when I lead people on my team, uh, here's the three pillars. Number one, like I said earlier, that was really true to me that now I try to instill that's true to them is you're not a sales rep, you're a sales professional. Hold yourself to an extremely high standard and not just what you sell because a great sales professional represents a great product and a great sales process represents a great partnership onboarding and training experience once they do choose to come on board with you so you have to hold yourself really high there number two uh i hate teams <laughs> that's such a strong word i hate organizations that say it feels like it's just a bunch of individual contributors who happen to report to the same manager Right. I want this to be a team, a crew, a unit that when somebody wins, everybody feels like they won. And then when uh, somebody loses, everybody kind of commit, not commiserates, but learns from that experience together. And I feel like that's part of been one of my really strong suits of building this team sort of thing. This is that family. Like, and people buy into that. People want that. And, you know, the third pillar here uh, is all about what is the version of yourself that you're becoming? Like, it's all around personal development. Because I assume that you're not going to want to work at outreach for the rest of your life. I'd be down if you want to. I'm super cool with that. But it's really about, you know, what my personal philosophy is all around self-care first. If you take care of yourself right? If you are showing up strongly, you are going to be showing up here. Sorry, one second. <laughs> the, wind, the wind is moving my door and my dog is not enjoying that. <laughs> <laughs> it was all around, so let, sorry about that. So it was all around personal development because I assume that if you are in different types of positions that you're not customer facing, you can still... And this might be me a little jaded. You can still be sad or depressed or have anxiety and still do your job, right? And, I, and, you know, but if you're a sales professional and you're depressed and you have anxiety, you are not going to be able to do your job effectively. Mm -hmm. That is just a fact. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's all about self-care first. And I know I want to invest to make you a version of yourself that you can be like, I love this person. Because I know if you feel abundant and fulfilled at work, you're going to show up more abundant and fulfilled at home. Mm. And if you feel more abundant and fulfilled at home, I guarantee you're going to feel abundant and fulfilled at work again. Right? It's that flywheel type of concept. They start to feed on each other. And that's how I lead the teams here. Right? You're not a sales rep, you're a sales professional. Be a student of the game have that learner's mindset your journey of being a sales professional this is the beginning of the beginning mm -hmm. number two feel a part of a team this is not about you this is about this cohesive unit here and lastly uh, let's get your mind right yeah. let's become that version of yourself that you're like damn just like i talked about how i want to be a better closer and i like that version of myself let's find what that version of yourself is it doesn't need to be a better closer but maybe it's you having a family or you living in a really great place or just having a certain sense of freedom and being in charge of your life. Let's make that a vision for you and let's figure out a way to get that and make that happen. Yeah. It all starts with your mindset and the energy about how you show up. I love that, man. I'm sold. I want to work for you. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I mean, I could, I could see and I can hear the passion in your voice, you know, and, and that's what I love. This is something that you truly love to do, right? At this point, the, the, the aspects that you've you know, molded about leadership and you've really made it your own. You've taken your journey and you've now embedded that into your leadership uh, style. And I would, I would hope the, the folks that are listening, if you're in uh, you know, a sales position or uh, if you're in management, that you take some of these tips away from Alex because this is beautiful, right? Because a lot of times when you think about sales management, it ends up just becoming about the number, right? And it ends up becoming just about a system, right? And, and, and it's not so much about being a sales professional. It's not about being a team, being a family. It's not about being, you know, how do you become the best version of yourself? And that alone, you know, you're, you're showing your employees or the employees managing up they're feeling so great about themselves because it's not just one thing. And oftentimes, Alex, I don't know if you've, you, if you had this experience, you know, at Microsoft or, you know, some of the companies you've worked at, you know, you often feel that, you know, your job is separate, right? That's kind of the notion to that, the rest of your life, right? So everything is kind of bucketed. You have your work life, you have your personal life, and then you have, you know, all your other aspects of your life, yeah. they're, they're separated. Disjointed. It's and it's not true. It's it's just not true. To your point, if you feel fulfilled and happy at work, you're gonna feel fulfilled and happy in your personal life. And if you if you feel happy and fulfilled in your personal life, it's gonna it's gonna reflect it in in your work, right? So they're all connected. And I, and I, I and I think that's such a key point is that you have to really look at every aspect of your life and say where is it that I need to focus on to bring that forward. So then everything else will be. It's kind of like a domino effect, right? But I love that. How, how have you seen your, your guys, you know, the, the, the members you've worked with at this point, you said you had four teams, you know, how have they shifted, right? Like what, what kind of reflections have you got? Because I can only imagine with this, taking this in with the amount of passion you have, you must have some really cool stories. Yeah. There's a ton, man. Um, but I think, you know, what you're speaking about is really true. I mean, I love what you're saying around how do you have, you know, the, your, worlds all start to saturate amongst each other and how to wake up with not the I need to go and do my job but wake up with just a sense of purpose of saying I am fulfilling my purpose or whether you want to call it your destiny or whether you want it whatever it is like how do you wake up with the I get some I get to do what I'm trying to do here on this world because um, we only get one life at least in this body <laughs> to yeah. Uh, and so you got to make the most of it. And, um, you know, it, it's been really admiring to witness the people go through the journey on my team and to see them, you know, as a, as a sales leader, as a leader in general, a lot of what you do is, yes, helping people become better at their job. But a lot of it, to be honest, is, you know, you're, you're a coach. You're, some could call it a therapist. Some could call it, you know you know, a mentor, and you have to take on that responsibility with that and help them in their many mind states. And it's just been wonderful to see people transform from as a leader to first say, hey, how you feel if you don't feel good, that is okay. And let's talk about that. And one of the things I always start out what uh, some of my one on ones, my reps is Rosebud Thorne. Uh, and Rose, uh, it's kind of like three parts, again, back on threes. Rose is what's going really well. What are you blossoming into? Uh, what's a success? Bud is, hey, this is a growth opportunity. 
right? It hasn't fully blossomed yet, but if you water it and tend to it, you will grow into this. And thorn is, hey, if I prick it, you know, my finger's gonna bleed. Like I'm struggling with this. And to create a space and a container for people to, first off, force them to reflect, saying like, what am I doing wrong? Where am I growing right now? And then for me to say, hey, tell me what you're struggling with. Let's create a space where it's important for us to have these conversations as opposed to where are we at with this deal? <laughs> you know, like, sure, I'm like, we need to do that. That's a portion of our job, absolutely. But it's important to say, hey, you're a person when you talk about how you're feeling and from your energy level. Because if I take care of your energy and who you are, the closing deals, you being affected your job is merely a byproduct of you showing up as the fullest version of yourself. Um, and just to, it, it's been great to witness people in a weird way, go through the journey that I am on as well from the, I feel like crap to, oh, it's okay to feel like crap to let's clear space for myself. Now let's grow into the version of myself and to then see them take the next level of what does it mean for them to be a leader? whether it's the title or just stepping up and starting to mentor other people and teach other people these sorts of things. And honestly, that makes my job way easier as well. And it's just cool to see this team really become a team and become like that true family and become like, like you become friends, like it's a real thing. Um, but it all starts with, let's talk about like, what's going on, dude? How are you? Um, I, uh, I was talking to, uh, one of my reps, uh, about a month or so ago, uh, and he was struggling with some stuff, which is kind of like his mental fortitude one could say. And, and one of the things I said to him, uh, was, Hey, I don't want you to fit into the outreach uniform. I want the outreach uniform to fit onto you. Right. And we talked a lot about coming from your essence. <laughs> yeah. And I said this, I gave this story to my VP of sales. He's like, that's so classic. You talking about essence. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I'm talking about essence because it's so important to me. Yeah. And, and, you know, people can like make fun of you of, you know, whatever, like, oh, that's just, like people always say, like, Alex, you're always so energetic. You're always so excited about things. You're always talking about essence. And I'm like, hell yeah, I am. Because that's <laughs> me. That's who I am. Yeah. And I used to be a little bit nervous about fully embodying that version of myself. And now I'm like, oh no, there's no other way. That's how I have to be. And sure, you can make fun of me and poke fun of me, but I love it. Because that allows me to fully come from my essence. And when I come fully from my essence, that in turn creates space and helps others to learn what does it mean to come from their true essence. And, you know, I had this conversation with, with this uh, person a month ago. And since that conversation, I've, it's been awesome to witness where, where he's been. And it's so funny. Our VP asked him, hey, you know, you've been absolutely crushing it. Like, what did you do? What is your secret? And he's like, listen, Mark, he's Mark, Mark's our VP. He's like, listen, Mark, I got one word for you. Essence. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, let's go. <laughs> It was so hilarious, but it was true. There's so much truth to it. I'm just like, dude, come from who you are. Let yourself, you're weird. It's like, if you meet somebody who's super weird and I'm like, hey, Tage, you're super weird. 
and you're like, dude, I'm not weird. What are you talking about? Like, I'm super normal. I'm like, no, nah, you're weird. And like the fact that you're like denying it is like not cool with me. Yeah. <laughs> if I meet you and I'm like, Tage, you're weird. And you're like, hell yeah, I'm weird, dude. I am so weird. Like, that's just who I am. I'll be like, dude, I like that. Like yeah. that just shows that you're just so confident. And I'm just like, I'm going to gravitate towards that energy. So if you have weird nuances about who you are, own that shit. Because that's what makes you you. That's what makes you unique. And that's your superpower at the yeah. end of the day. I love that. I love that. This is this is next level shit, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, this is <laughs> when I talk about leadership and, and where it can go, you know, I, I this is this these are such great reflections, Alex. Really, I, I do feel when you think about the marketplace and what it could be, you know, what sales leadership can be, I think what you're sharing with us it really needs to become that right and it, you know as you were talking i was reflecting that is really you're only able to lead folks in that way because you've met yourself in that way mm. right you've you've you know as we started the podcast we were talking about your own journey and how you were able to get to that depth of your own uh, emptiness your own sadness and realizing that there was more to do for you and then you kind of coming in that in this hero's journey and then being able to reflect that back, right? So I think it really starts there. You mentioned the self-care and, and really starting with yourself. And then you're able to kind of really reflect that back to the folks that you're leading. So I absolutely love it. And I love how this is this whole podcast is really coming full circle right? into starting off with yourself and your journey and how you're able to lead others. And I have no doubt in my mind that you're going to absolutely crush it in New York with your new team and the enterprise team you're, you're taking on, there's no, uh, no wonder you're getting promoted into that, into that region. So I'm, I'm so excited to follow your journey, man, to see the next stage that you're going to be going on. And uh, I'm glad you're in Encinitas and, and, and you're my neighbor. So we'll get to spend some time and really, man, your energy is contagious. Uh, you know, I feel super, super pumped up to to you know go into leadership and do something i'm just like i don't know what i'm gonna do but i'm gonna do something uh but I, but i love it man so thank you so much for being on the podcast today for sharing your journey for sharing your work uh at outreach and your leadership style and you know we've really kind of covered the whole spectrum and i hope everyone listening you know leaves the podcast feeling like they're they've, they've come out one percent better and they're more energetic and they are motivated and, and, and want to cushion what they're doing and connecting to their why, right? So we've covered the whole spectrum. Thank you so much, Alex. Any closing thoughts before we end the call? No, man, I, I first off appreciate you being willing to have me on here. I'm honored if this is you know, truly your first podcast. You're a great podcast host, by the way. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> and I just, I love the mission here, uh, of what you're doing and just kind of the growth lab, man. And it's just, it's, uh, this is something that, when I think about what my mission is and my why is, uh, it's so aligned with what you're doing uh, and your own personal path. I mean, we talked about my path mostly, but I mean, you have a very similar type of journey through a different lens. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's just, you know, I know you're doing the same thing. So I'm excited to uh, watch you and your path and watch this podcast, do what it does and just watch your journey too, man. So I appreciate you having me on. It's, a, uh, it's an honor to be here, man. Yeah. Thanks, Alex. Really appreciate it. And uh, my journey will unfold as more podcasts happen. I'll, I'll input uh, l l little stories as we go along. Uh, but thank you so much, Alex.